If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit from your podcast right from your phone or computer. Um, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. Um, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many others. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And that's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. I've had a great experience with it. I, I know that there's other um, apps where you can make a podcast. This one has been my favorite. Easiest one. Easy to use. And uh, so download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, this is Leslie. And this is the Naked Yogis. Um, Tasha's not going to be joining us today as she's working on a different project. But on today's episode, I have my brother, Rico, joining us as a guest. Say hello. Hello. Good morning. And today we're going to talk about um, holistic medicine versus modern medicine. My brother is a pharmacist, so I think he knows a little bit about that. And uh, so basically, yeah, let's just jump into it. Um, Rico, why do you think... So, okay, why is it that Western doctors are quick to prescribe chemical medicine for all illnesses? Why do you think that is? Okay, real quick, uh, one caveat here. I'm not naked. I'm wearing shorts and a (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt. Yeah, you don't have to be naked uh, on the Naked Yogis. It's It's just a metaphor. Just to be honest and there's no judgment. No, no. Right, right. You're not naked, and you're not a yogi. Well, this is why we like to have guests like you because it kind of gives like a, a diverse opinion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, um, to answer your question, to answer your loaded question, <laughs> uh, hey, I, I'm I'm soulfully naked over here. I am a naked yogi. Okay. Or better yet, you know what? Let me let me let me stop you right there before you even. What when was the last time a conventional doctor asked a patient how much sleep are you getting? You know how is your stress? Oh, how well, are your okay. stress levels? How is your okay, diet? And that okay, now you're getting you're getting crazy with it <laughs> because more now more than ever questions like that are coming up. Right, people with social media and with podcasts and the internet um patients are very demanding and they're educated so they start asking those questions to their doctors and their doctors are you know the patients are customers so mm-hmm. the patient goes to the doctor and says um i feel like my sleep is affecting my mood because they heard it on the joe rogan podcast or something right and the doctor the doctors i mean they're not stupid so they understand sleep and, you know, I mean, for the most part, you got some doctors that are 70 years old who don't care to listen to their patients and they just, you know, dismiss everything they say. But, um, I feel like younger doctors now are, are more willing to, I don't know, work with the patient and yeah. Well, sleep, okay. Stress. So, so yeah, so you can't just make that blanket statement where like, oh, doctors don't do that anymore. So, 
But yeah, like, yeah, there is a small percentage of doctors who are quick to just write prescriptions and they don't want to listen to the patient because they only have five minutes and they don't, you know, it's kind I, of what you're saying. I, I, okay, I'm going to take it back to the first sentence you said, because I think that this is what's wrong with the way physicians and, you know, um, providers mindset in Western medicine is you, you, your first sentence was patients are customers. I don't think that patients should be viewed as customers because customers is somebody who is just making you money. You, if you're seeing a human being who's in pain, who's hurt as, as, a, as someone who's going to make you money already, that's wrong. You know what I mean? Well, I get what you're saying. I do get what you're saying. Go ahead. No, I mean, you have, it's like you, you know, if, you, if I pay you for yoga instruction, I'm your customer. You know what I mean? Um, technically, you are, but I don't. I don't see people that way. Like no, nobody in in my yogi community or holistic healing community sees a, a human being as oh, this is just somebody I'm making money off of. We don't think that well, way. Uh, I, I understand what you're doing here. You know, you're trying to spin a little weave, uh, weave a little web to trap <laughs> me in my little. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, I'm sorry. No, no, you know no. I love you to death, but yeah, I mean, you can't. You whether can't. or not, now whether or not doctors see them as actual customers, it doesn't. My point was, they're trying to please the patient. You know, like if you go to the doctor and the doctor gives you a prescription for pain meds, and you walk out, you're going to be a pissed off customer. And you're going to leave a review on Google and say this doctor, all he wants to do is give me pain meds, one star. Don't go to this guy. You know, it's, right. it's a customer relationship. So. Um, no, absolutely. So my point was, they're trying to they're trying to satisfy the patient. You know, like they want to leave a five star review and keep going back. You know? so, yeah, uh, yeah, um, yeah, for sure. I I totally get that. The only thing with that is, um, so the doctor is trying to keep the patient happy, um, which I understand. You know what I mean. But at the same time. Patients don't know. They haven't been to medical school. You know what I mean? They don't They don't really know what the damage... I, I've worked with doctors before, and I've seen it a million times. And um, I, I remember a patient once was... He was in pain, and he wanted pain meds. And so the doctor just kept prescribing pain meds, and then he got addicted to it. Now that's another problem. You know what oh, I mean? That's like, that's like 7 out of 10 pain patients that I've seen. Right. So, yeah, it's, it's sad, and... Um, a lot of patients don't know, especially if they're older. They don't know what the hell. They just take the doctor says is true. I mean, he's the doctor and that kind of thing. And I've seen, uh, just like you, I've seen a huge spectrum of doctors. You know, some that are very, very good who are um, conservative. They, they don't prescribe a whole lot. And um, yeah, they consider sleep or like supplement levels. I'm sorry, vitamin levels in the blood or hormone levels stress and then others that man I work with this doctor on a daily basis who um I don't know I'm not well yeah maybe age is a factor he's like 77 years old but he just writes prescriptions like he writes prescriptions wrong first of all mm -hmm. but um he just yeah he's an old guy he's probably his back probably hurts he's just like yeah whatever here's a prescription like yeah the just tell him what they want um 
see a lot of those doctors, but I don't know. I feel like there's hope. I, I don't like to spin it like these doctors just pushing pills because yes, definitely some of them are, but I feel like nowadays we see a lot of younger doctors that are, I don't know, they're, they're, they're becoming better, you know what I mean? They're, yeah. Because of the internet, social media, um, and they know that younger patients are not just going to lie down and just take what they say is truth. You can just Google everything, you know? Right, right. It's so, um, yeah, see, I'm kind of torn. I'm kind of torn with that because I know that, yeah, younger doctors are more open to, you know, yoga and medita- mindful meditation is growing, you know, it's growing um, in different areas in medicine. It's starting to get recognized as a way of healing because there has been scientific research done on how it can help combat stress and anxiety and stuff like that. Um, pain. So um, it is growing. So yeah, a younger doctor might, you know, be more open minded to that as to where an older physician would be like, I've been doing this for 50 years, like, I already, this is what you're going to do. This is what it is. And, and you might find an older physician who, you know, understands or has been understanding um, what you're talking about. Uh, sleep, stress, yeah. diet. Well, that's, that's why I'm torn. That's why I'm torn between it because older doctors are more experienced. So I prefer an older physician. I hate to be like ageist or whatever, but, um, they just, they've been doing it for so long as opposed to a young doctor, but the young doctor, like I said, is open to newer things. So yeah, I'm kind of (laughs) torn. I'm kind of torn, um, when it comes to that, but research, my doctor is, um, She's a young lady. She's probably, I don't know, 34 or something. And uh, she's very easy to work with. She listens to everything I have to say. I'm open-minded. Yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah, there's good ones out there, and there's also bad ones. But it's just, it's concerning to me only because um, there's so many that don't, there's so many that don't know. Yeah, there's a, there's a small percentage that do know and there are good doctors and they know that the opioid, you know, I didn't mean pandemic is growing and um, that that's not, it can be, the side effects can be worse than the actual illness and all that. There are. But I think that the majority, um, because there's so many patients and, and doctors are human beings just like anybody, right? So they get tired, they get stressed and they've got to see 100 patients a day and that can get confusing too, right? So, um, I think that doctors should meditate and take time, you know what I mean, to to kind of look within also. I have worked with, it's so funny, um, I worked at a, at a pain management clinic and there was two doctors completely different. One was just a pill pusher. He was like, there was patients that would be like, hey, I want to try to get off Xanax. I'm addicted to it. I want to try to get off. And he would be like, let's go ahead and up your dose. Like, he was just that type. And then there was another doctor working right next to him who was trying to get patients off of um, these types of medications. And they would get so angry with her. They would get upset because they didn't want to stop. You know, they just wanted to. Keep- and then there was patients who I would do yoga with who were trying to stop, too. And you know what? I, I read an article yesterday, actually. Um, that was talking about how they did this study on patients to try to test their pain tolerance and they would dip their hand in, I don't know if you've re- heard about this at all, but they would dip their hand in ice cold water 
and see how long they could take it in there to measure their pain tolerance. And the patients who meditated, they, they had two different groups of people. The people who meditated for 20 minutes were able to tolerate the pain longer than the patients who weren't at all because they were looking, they were looking within and they were more aware of like, okay, this isn't an emergency. It just hurts, but it's not going to kill me. Right. As to where the other patients like, Oh, 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 it hurts, it hurts, it hurts. Get my hand out of there. So that was huge for me because that's what I've, that's what I practice. That's what I preach. You know, like that was, that was a big deal. I thought that was kind of, kind of fascinating. So, so I, Go ahead. I know you've studies. I mean, I feel like meditation is proven to help with um, a stress and then your reaction time or how you react to certain situations. And um, I feel like it's, it's been around long enough and there are enough proponents of it in the media, celebrities and stuff, where it, it's, it should be not well-known, but it's, it's been proven to work, right, to help. Likely won't. Yeah, I mean, maybe they will. 
because it is cynical. Because I'm not gonna unless you have unless you walk out the doctor's office, walk out the unless you leave the doctor's office and in a day or two days follow up with your doctor's office and say, hey, this is what I've done, or like they have like a fucking GPS on your wrist or what's that shit called a Fitbit. Yeah. There's no way. There's no accountability. You walk out the door and then your friend invites you for pizza and beer. I mean, there's no doubt. There's no doubt that people fall into a routine and that's a habit now. So this person who's been eating like shit and, you know, uh, sitting around and, um, in front of the TV eating fried chicken and pizza every night, like, yeah, to tell him like, okay, now we got to eat salad and work out. It's not likely because it's hard. You have to change. And that's where people struggle is even not even me. I practice this shit. I, I study this shit. Like, and even me, I, I struggle with only eating healthy and working out like, you know what I mean? Like every single day. Like, so I, I don't want to sometimes too. So, and I do it often. I've been doing it I've been doing it regularly since I was a kid. So for somebody who's never done it to be like, okay, now you're 40 years old and you're about to have a heart attack, like, or a stroke, you need to, you need to change your life. That's so hard. It's extremely hard for these people. And I get it. You have to really want to, it's kind of like a person who smokes. It's so they've been smoking since they were 12 and now they're 45 and they want to quit. It's so so difficult. So you have to really, really want it to, to, in order for you to change. And it's just a habit. You, it's just because it's a habit now and your brain is a habit. That's what you do. So you have to, people have to try to change that habit so they can change their lives. And that's where it's extremely difficult and most people fail at it. Um, so yeah, prescribing a medication and then telling this person you need to work out. That's, I think that's a really good idea, but it's really on the patient. The patient has to change. And I almost feel bad for these doctors wanting to, to help people. And then they can't because the patient isn't doing their part. Right. Yeah. It it would really need to be like, they would really need to, I mean, and not to say all patients aren't doing their part. I've seen people reverse diabetes and uh, diet stuff. Uh, It's rare, but it does happen. But um, they would need um, some kind of accountability system where they're checking in every day with the doctor, and the doctors don't have that time, that kind of time, and patients really don't either. To be checking in and have somebody on their ass, you know? Yes, um, they. I I know so they they don't, and that's that's a problem. These these prescriptions that they write, a lot of them are are um, safe, right? And they're not going to ruin your liver, for example, like the, the diuretics. Um, when I take a diuretic every day for blood pressure, uh, it's got some kidney effects, but nothing crazy. I mean, just get some blood work done every eight weeks or whatever, but um, diuretics, um, the big ones that you hear about are the statins, which are like cholesterol medication, which I always tell patients, this is like a three-month max, maybe six months if, you're, if you need it. Um, just to get your cholesterol down and prevent stroke and heart attack while you change your lifestyle. Because, oh, because the question's always like, well, I hear a lot about statins and uh, it's going to cause cancer and it's going to ruin my liver and I don't want to take it. And I tell them like, yeah, it could do all the, all of the above if you're taking it for 10 years every day. Yeah. Um, but you shouldn't be. You should be taking it six months, maybe a year even if, if you're in really bad shape. Um, just until you can lose weight, change your diet. And when I say that, they're like, 
No, I know. I've seen it too. I've seen patients who are extremely obese and, and they drink, you know, Coke all day, every day or, or, you know, sodas. And then I remember I was friends with, with one of the girls and I said to her, yeah, you know, you can start by not drinking so much. I'm not saying quit because you're addicted clearly to Coca-Cola. I was like, but um, if you just maybe cut back and just drink one instead of five a day. And she was like, I'm not going to stop drinking soda. Like, that's my shit. Like, I'm not going to stop drinking it. I don't care about – and her health was deteriorating rapidly. And she was like, I don't care. I'm not going to stop. And that's fine. That's that's how people want to feel and they live their lives. I mean, what can you do, right? But, yeah, um, people just want a quick fix, like a medication. You have to just really want it. Like, I had high cholesterol a couple of years ago. I don't know if you knew that. Um and my doctor was like, yeah, your cholesterol is a little high. And I, But I know I was eating like shit. I was kind of depressed at the time. So I was eating garbage. I wasn't working out. And so my cholesterol went up. And I was like, I refu- I do not want to be medicated. I really don't. And I feel very, very strong about that. So I immediately stopped I stopped drinking soda. I stopped drinking coffee because it has sugar. I stopped like eating fast food. I worked out. I made sure. I was just like, I do not want to be on medication. So like I... And um, it doesn't have to have sugar. Oh yeah, coffee. I know, but I like it to be sweet. I don't like it black. <laughs> um, I know you and Dad drink it black, but uh, I can't. I still can't. I don't know. I tried, and I just like oh. But anyway, um, yeah. And then I went back three months later, and my cholesterol was back to normal. So. So yeah, it's not easy. It's not. But, um, okay. Okay. Just just to move it along here. Um. One other thing, so with Western medicine or modern medicine or whatever you want to call it, versus um, I don't know what's the other what's the alternative holistic alternative holistic medicine. Okay, Um, sometimes you have no other. You have no. For example, if I have a if I have a um, severe staph infection and it's becoming um, a blood infection or bone infection, like you're in a need some serious IV antibiotics, which is modern medicine. Or you could try to rub smoke on it or something and hope that it works. But No, I mean, oh, clearly yeah. if it's a, like a situation like that, like if it's an infection, like I'm not saying like, yeah, we're going to, you know, um, you need surgery, but let's just pray over it. Like, no, of course, clearly not. <laughs> it has to be, I just mean with like stuff like, Anxiety, depression, yeah, PTSD, high, even high blood pressure. That's like a lot of that is stress related. If we could manage our stress, even pain, I mean, t- take pain meds, but also try to find a way to to cope with the pain in different way. You know what I mean? Like, like, um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, like uh, like meditating and yoga. That's been that's been proven to help with pain. It just helps you. Okay. Because we know that life is always going to be stressful, right? Like, um, so there's always like, there's always going to be fights and wars and job stress and financial, whatever insecurities and whatever, but there's always small groups of people throughout time who have wanted to 
find a different way. You know what I mean? Like um, Aristotle, Plato, monks, you know what I mean? They all question and they all contemplate. Some even left society to contemplate these things. So it's been going on for years, like a, a way to live life differently as opposed to um, as opposed to like, oh, work and stress and money and uh, you know health issues and it, everything just kind of piles piles on people. And um, there has to be there's always been small groups of people that try to find a different way. And that's basically what I'm what I try to do. Um, I don't want to take part in the world that in the same way that I see causing suffering to so many people, I want to help create a more peaceful, natural, like more kindness, more love. And without just like, here, uh, take this medication, shut up and leave me alone. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I want to know what's really bothering you. And I want to, I want to help if I can. Um, the body's ability to heal itself is, it's crazy like it's not even understood you know what i mean how your body can heal itself if we just give it the chance but a lot of people don't yeah uh that's what say that we need to find a way <laughs> hey, um, ridiculous what was i gonna say um about that oh okay so uh final thought final thought yeah um, I, I we got three minutes by the way I feel like it is blowing up now it's just it's uh, it's just not, everybody hasn't come, come across it or whatever but it's it's not blowing up but it's definitely growing and I love that no monetizing meditation I'm all for it I don't want to be if I could if I could make millions of dollars doing what I love I'm I'm with it <laughs> and it yeah. and it helps and it works yeah I'm with that for sure 100 percent Tune in next time when we get into... <laughs> yeah, do I hate customers or not? <laughs> no, I'm just yeah. saying, I love what I do so much, I would do it for free. But if I could make a living off of it, absolutely. No, yeah, so that's just my thing. Maybe if, maybe if uh, Netflix releases, I mean, I'm sure they have, but if some episode, uh, some documentary blows up about meditation, people... Look it up. There, there is one. It's called On Meditation. I don't think Netflix has it anymore. Check out On Yoga and On Meditation. Um, 
I've just it has so much information and it's it's great. I recommend it. That's too much work. I'll just drink beer. <laughs> do what you got to do. All right, I think we're out of time. So uh, thanks for uh, being on here with me and doing this with me. It was fun. Thank you for waking me up at six in the morning. You're welcome. I think I think Cora did that, but no problem. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye.